Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. And welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Taya with Drifting Away. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Sounds like you have like um, a banana stuck in your nose. Or- <laughs> no, it sounds like I've been, I probably have a banana in my nose and I've been smoking cigarettes for my entire life. That's the joy of a head cold. Well, it's funny when you have a cold, people sound younger. You sound like younger. Really? Right? 
Greg? I don't know. I don't know. I have drifted away. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like that song. I, I love yeah, the, the atmospheric nice, stuff. Yeah, old track, right? You know what I find amazing, too? Um, well, we'll get to it later because we, we spoke to Taya. And uh, she, she's like, she's really young. She's like 17, right? So, she is. She's oh, probably one of the younger artists we featured. To be 17 and ethereal. It reminds me of kind of like, I think, was it you two started that three chord production of where mm-hmm. the chords never change? Like, I love the yeah. way that it's three chords that starts off slow and then the production changes. Each each section, it's the same chord progression, just they sing a different a melody more over intricate it. intricate drum track. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just pr- produce it more and come back and down. And like, with or without you, is that same kind of thing, the same four notes, just produced right. differently as it grew. And, and it, so I always loved that kind of songwriting. I never was yeah, able to do it I myself. Like it too. It's, it's really kind of tricky because. I mean, if if you don't do it correctly, or if there it can aren't be boring as hell. that are interesting, it can be boring. Yeah, right. but if it draws you in and it becomes hypnotic, it's right. Kind of it, a cool it, thing. it could be yeah. great, and, and this song was like yeah. that for me. I really yeah. liked it. So um, I'll tell you. So I guess kind of sad news. I was never a hmm. I was never a super Jeff Beck fan. You know, I was always aware of him, you know, with Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, mm-hmm. the Yardbirds, all that stuff. But I never knew that much about him. I knew he was kind of like his own kind of guy. He kind of like almost like turned his back on fame. I heard this stuff this week. Again, who knows if it's true, but I bet you it might be. Supposedly they threw him out of the Yardbirds because he didn't like the way they were going. You know, he thought they were being too commercial and pop. And so then Jimmy Page took over, whatever. So then he was just kind of floating around. He knew all those guys in England back in the 60s. Supposedly before um, Sid Barrett went nuts and before they asked David Gilmore to join Pink Floyd, supposedly they asked um, Jeff Beck to join Pink Floyd. Yeah. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. You know, so then like... It's interesting, yeah. No, but then another one, when Brian Jones died, before they asked Mick Taylor to join the Stones. They asked Jeff Beck, and Jeff Beck said, no, nah, I don't want to do that. You know, and then even later on, they asked him again, and when McTellar left, now nah, why don't you ask my buddy Ron Wood? He'll do it. You know, and so like... <laughs> it's amazing. He just wanted to sit home in his little town yeah, and work on his cars. You know, I, I didn't have any idea he was so revered, but man, my social networks have been completely blasted for the last week with his passing, people that you wouldn't expect. I mean, it's like you guys tease me about my love of this obscure 70s British band called Bebop Deluxe. Well, (laughs) the central figure in Bebop Deluxe is a guitar player named Bill Nelson. He comes out of retirement and hiding to do like a two-page post on how revered uh, Jeff Beck is. It's really, it's been, been... Interesting. He's always had a cool career because I know. Remember, also yeah. there were guys from Long Island called the Vanilla Fudge. That's a fun name. In the seventies, Carmine yeah. Apice. Yeah, Carmine Apice. So Carmine East, there was East. a band they did called Beck Bogart and Apice. It was Tim Bogart. And, exactly. Yeah, that was a great record. Which is a cool record. I think it very was, kind of. A, it was late seventies, right? Right, right. And then and then yeah. he worked with Rod Stewart a lot. He was in the Faces. He worked with everybody. And then he stopped using a pick back in the seventies and started all this yeah. plucking stuff. And the whole whammy bar uh, volume thing is uh, volume well, knob him, yeah. thing was like a real tech. Technique, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talking about this, it this really week. cool version. If you ever want to listen to it, he does this instrumental version of "Day in the Life." 
that's like, why wow. even choose that song? But he plays it. <laughs> but he just does this instrument, three-piece, bass, drums, guitar, day in the life. And it's, and it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, anyway, so. And then what's sad is, too, he didn't die of cancer or heart attack. He caught a bacterial meningitis and just, yeah. what, a, what a shame, man. Yeah, I mean, I think he was in, in good shape for his age. Right, right? yeah. So. He's just playing with Johnny Depp. He's on tour Yeah, they, they came Depp. out with an album in July, apparently. Right, so sad. What's really sad, too, like literally, I think we were, we stopped recording the podcast last week, and I think within hours, that news like happened that he passed away. And then within 24 hours, the passing of Lisa Marie Presley was publicized. Oh, right. Another and, and like, she's now gone, and my mom apparently didn't realize it because they came in this weekend, and she was like, so upset about it but like two kind of i guess icons in the in the last week one from the meningitis and then i guess lisa marie presley she had a cardiac event which is terrible because she was 50 54 54 and like she just connected to elvis i don't think lisa marie in her out of herself was an icon you know she, she was kind of weird though she did marry michael jackson and nicholas and yeah she those two she's had a kind of a weird kind of little but she was just the offspring of someone who was iconic i think no, you're right, because she never really put out anything. But she yeah. managed that estate and kind of kept that going in terms of like making sure that his GCB. legacy lives on. I was on her plane, man. The you Lisa were? Mar- well, yeah. Well, no. When you go to Graceland, right across the street, they have the the planes. And the Lisa Marie GCB, was her plane. Taking care of business. That's right. <laughs> and she, I, I read this morning that she's going to be interred there so yeah on january 22nd i think is the memorial and i did see that um billy bush i think his name is interview before the golden globes and she looked kind of just frail and like not steady on her feet insiders are saying that she has never recovered from the loss of her son and it wouldn't surprise me if her death was not darker well i don't know it just goes to show you man Celebrity, fame, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. It absolutely means nothing. That's correct. The funny thing is, like, you know, I always wanted, you know, super fame when I was starting out and stuff, and, and I never really got there. But I'm happy, man. I, I, I like my life, you know, and like, you know, sometimes nice. I look back, I think, you know, if I would have attained that, that level of success I wanted back then, I might have been miserable. You know, it seems like it's kind of an intrusion. You know, um, I like going to Dwayne Reed. And not having like 10 people ask yeah. you for your autograph or bug you. All the music people that I used to hang out with, you know, I mean, o- over the course of 30 right. years you of, of doing people, music sure. business, I think I've told this story before. The person that had the most notoriety and had the most people stop by and had the most people like asking for autographs and the person was not a music person. It was a professional wrestling person. It was the manager, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He actually wrote music for the show for the W it was then it was called WWF. Right. And he would come to Nashville and we would go out to lunch every time he would come to Nashville and he could the man could not eat a lunch. He people would come up I mean, five and six people at a time would come up every five minutes. It was nuts. Yeah, well, wrestling is huge. I don't get it personally, but it's huge. <laughs> same, but thing it's Na- just, same thing with NASCAR. There are levels I don't, of, I, of fame, I think, associated with what medium you 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 are seen on. I mean, right. television famous is, is pretty good. 
Well, television famous is ridiculous because, like, you're in their, your face where you, you can forget about movie actors sometimes when you see, like, someone every week in your house, you know, back yep. in, like, the 90s yep. and 80s, like Michael J. Fox or Seinfeld. Forget it. Like and now, a local station weather person, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody recognizes those people. Or even, like, the new, like, modern family. Like, people know who those people are. And they probably don't get let up now at all when they go out. So. And they're probably broke. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole joke. You know, they're, they're still, these guys, because they're in reruns on Netflix and they're not making their residuals anymore. So the kid who was on Modern Family, he's probably like, you know, working at like, you know, Taco Bell. But like, you know, he's famous. You know, so it's kind of yeah, weird. I, I think the passage of time does have something to do with it. I am on Facebook. I follow a lot of people that were like child actors in the 60s because I grew up with their television shows. So like, you know, Billy Moomy, who was uh, in Lost in Space, he's he's active on Facebook. Isn't it Mummy? Uh, I think he pronounces it Moomy, actually. You know, or Butch Patrick, who was on The Monsters. I mean, these guys are now like, they have big... Or like John Lennon? <laughs> no. <laughs> But the point I'm trying to make is that these people, I don't think they get recognized very much anymore because of the passage of time. But yet they're still, I mean, for the the people that were fans of the show, they're still kind of an attraction. They're still interesting. My new thing is this um, website everybody should go to. It's called Bethink on YouTube. All these great videos. And one of them is basically, one of the newer ones, it talks about how time does not exist. There is no time. I, I would agree with that. Reality doesn't exist, and time doesn't exist, and you go there, it'll explain it. It's just a construct that we use, right? What we experience as reality is actually the past, because we're picking up on things before we sense it and before it occurs, so therefore, our present is always the past. Well, you know what? Why don't we listen to another song by Taya called Not Feeling This? Because I think we're all starting to not feel this episode of the podcast. <laughs> I thought last week's episode was really good. It was. It was really, really good. I don't I know. Think, what yeah, if you want to hear what the podcast sounds like, go to last week's episode. No. Um, why don't we listen to Taya's single Not Feeling This and also learn about her management company, which is Core PR. This episode features an artist from Core Public Relations. Core Public Relations is a Los Angeles and Nashville-based public relations and marketing firm. They represent clients working in entertainment, health and wellness, politics, and fashion. With social media strategies as well as tried-and-true public relations tactics, they consistently deliver powerful and effective campaigns to ensure client success. To learn more, go to corepr.com. That is K-O-R-E-P-R.com. South to the west, headed up to some mountains on Fifth O'Wine. Just hoping they don't let us in. But I know they're on that list. Oh, climbing up the rubbles to the surface. Yo, I have to stay focused. Oh, I can't do this to be 
get to talking to um taya i'm scrolling through tiktok and i found this one this one guy i forget his name but he's asked he always answers questions about music and one of the questions he was asking what's the most popular or the most commercial or catchy song you ever heard without like hesitation he goes it's got to be post malone sunflowers i go what i haven't even heard of it so i go to spotify and i google post malone sunflowers it's got over two billion hits. Two billion. What? And I'm listening to this song. I'm going, what? Am I out of my mind? Am I just so behind it? It was in the Spider-Man movie, I think. It's like, I don't get it. So either I'm just, maybe I don't know. It's, maybe I'm just old we'll have to, I'll have to do a little research and report back next week because I have never heard of that song. Even if two oh. billion people did listen to it, I mean, how are you going to claim it's the most commercial, most most popular song ever you know to it's this just, guy he's saying that but i'm just saying insanity. though but i don't hear anything commercial about it at all i yeah, think i think right. this song i think this song <laughs> well, right here was it's better because this person's standard is those views or listens or streams or however you want anyway. to define it the reality of it is that it's only the most popular or the most recognizable 
if everybody agrees. But didn't I explain right? something <laughs> earlier to you, Greg, that there is no reality? <laughs> That's right. So didn't That's we right. um, talk? We did. So. And we also established that time is an imaginary construct, although this feels like it's lasting forever. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel oh. like this episode is shortly running out of time. So before <laughs> we run out of things to say and people stop listening to us, we did speak to Taya because she answered our questions of the week. All right, so the first question that we asked her is to tell us a little bit about herself. Hey, I'm Taya. I'm a 17-year-old singer-songwriter from Brisbane, Australia, and I've been making music since I was about 14 years old and been writing since pretty much forever. But um, I have a lot of interest outside music um, and a lot of hobbies. I like to screenwrite. Um, I like to write poetry. Um, I'm super into slam poetry, but I've never tried it before, but maybe in the future. Um, And I'm really into lifestyle stuff. I go to the gym. I love to cook. Um, And recently I've been going out to the beach pretty much every single day. And my dad's been taking the boat out. So I've been going on the boat with him and I've been having a lot of fun. But um, yeah, I'm really into trying new things. So I mean, we've been international before, but I don't think we've ever featured an Australian singer. So we're like super international national now which is fun there you go yeah you know it's funny has anyone you heard about talking about writing she likes writing screenplays and poetry it's becoming obsolete you know have anyone no, has anyone has anyone heard about the new um chat, chat gpt CP- you're right have anyone checked that out yeah the, the artificial intelligence stuff it is it's ai it, oh, it's, it's, it's ai and what I've at least learned, because my background's in marketing, so me and the marketing firm that I work with, we've been trying it out just to see, like, is it actually viable? And what we've realized is it's good if you have, like, an idea, but you don't necessarily have time to flush it out, because it'll start the idea for you, and it'll give you content that actually makes sense, but it's not quality content, and it's not something you, like, want to put out there and publish. Like, you have to go and edit it and make it your own, so I think a lot of people think, like, oh, this is the quick fix to just get stuff out there, so, like, something is out there, but Google hates it. They've come out and said that, so I have a feeling Google will be buying that technology well, and probably just yeah, they, putting the it to The reason they hate it is they compete against it. Yeah. Not even that they compete against it. It's that the, because of the fact that that content can be repeated and on top of that, the AI in and of itself, when someone asks a question like, what's the best music podcast? And it starts typing it out. It saves that content so that when someone else asks about music podcasts, it gets smarter in and of itself to like figure out better answers and how to sound more human. So it's a little bit different. But the, than under, the underlying architecture of this thing has got to be search. And so they most definitely are competition for well, and Google, it, yeah, which is it, the it number is one search it, engine. There's on also the planet. no yeah. there's no advertising on it right now. So like you can go and search something right. and it'll pull something up that has an answer, but there's no revenue coming from it. So for Google So the idea being that if they went subscription, you know, they they could possibly compete with Google, but for right now Google has billions of advertising dollars mm-hmm. associated with people using them as search. What I'm just going to say is what you know I'm going to say. Again, it's the continuing dumbing down of our society. It's like, because people are innately lazy. The less they have to do, the less they will do, for the most part. So now another reason, another stupid thing. So now we'll have 
AI content, you know, AI video, AI, you know, and another joke of it is too, I, you know, that movie, I think it was AI, where like, eventually what they're going to do, it's going to like, the AI is going to get so smart and realize, you, you know what's the problem here? These humans. And let's they're going to just like, them. let's get rid of them. I'm telling you, because we are the, because they're so imperfect. That is my and, worst nightmare. They're so imperfect and they're so <laughs> flawed, and they're. But thing, but but I was reading somewhere too, where like even with like auto tune, it's the imperfections that make things great, and and that mm. makes things unique and perfect and wonderful and wabi sabi, amazing. And like we're like making everything like perfectly, perfectly quantized and, and and perfectly, you know, auto tuned. We're ruining the world, guys. Stop it. You guys who do these computer things, who think you're helping, I know you didn't get laid in high school and you're trying to get back at us now, but stop it because you're ruining the planet. Well, we're becoming You're ruining the, the planet. We're becoming the Jetsons. Like, no, we're not. We're well, isn't that like the We were cartoon? promised jetpacks. We were promised we flying cars. It's but all like, the... Go ahead. The laziness of it. Like, everyone's <laughs> just so lazy. They want something or someone else to do it for them. So... Uh, I'm sorry, guys. You should have put down the freaking school book, picked up a guitar, <laughs> got a pack of cigarettes, and went to a party. Take a walk on the beach. Right, you yeah, know, and, and meet somebody. None of this, like, computer. Yeah. You think you're changing stuff. You're ruining everything. Let you're blowing it. I, I, don't think, I don't think AI is a threat except for stupid people. <laughs> but most people are stupid. Well, I guess... The, I, that's the, the problem. The biggest thing now, too, is... The with, problem is with, not technology. The problem is... It's humans yeah but i guess that's also the issue now too with like this chat gpt or what whatnot is that like teachers and schools are now having to figure out like did a student go on and write this themselves or did they just type in a subject and this spitted it out for them and now they're right because technically that goes against um what do they call it in school when like it's not copyright but like um, plagiarizing plagiarizing um, yeah, yeah, Chat, Chat BT, can you give me, you know, 500 words on penguins yeah, for, or for like my fifth grade words paper? Yeah, or like book I have to read this week. And right, then- right, and then they'll do it, and then you'll just, and then they have this other thing called, I think it's called Quill, where you can take the, uh, what was spit out by the um, AI, and you put it into Quill, and it humanizes it. It makes it more humanized. It's so, it's, it's amazing. I know. So it's like, so like you can just like, you don't got to do anything. Anyway, all I know is this. <laughs> okay, so what, what else did we ask, Taya? So We're still going to la- be using our ears. Yes. The, the yeah. last question that we asked Taya is, what music artists have influenced her career so far? I feel like I had the most broad music taste growing up from like the 80s and like Brian Adams and Bruce Springsteen to like country pop because uh, my mum loves country pop and then to like Evanescence and Jordan Sparks people that are just completely different but um, I feel like that's just the way that my brain works is I like to listen to people that have different sort of uh, music than me and get influenced by that because I don't like to stay in a category and I don't I I like to explore music because I feel like music is so broad and um right now like I listen to a lot of NF I listen to a lot of rap music and Ellie Goulding I feel like I've mentioned her so many times before but um her and Alicia Keys and I listen to a lot of bands the 1975 um and Lenny I think is how I pronounce them but I should know because I've been listening to their music for years but 
um, yeah, I listen to pretty much so many different artists and I'm influenced by so many different artists. Okay. She mentions Evanescence. That's interesting. That is, I have not heard Evanescence that, in a very long time. Yeah, that, they uh, they were kind of an obscure, I don't know, 90s? kind of almost Wasn't it gothy, like Bring Me to Life or something like that? Gothy kind of, yeah. I don't remember what the singles were, but kind of a gothy pop or something. Yeah, they were an interesting band. That's cool that she would know that. Yeah, they're actually labeled as goth rock, gothic rock. Everybody knows everything right now because of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's no, true. They're, like their Evanescence's biggest breakout song was "Bring Me to Life." You know, I'll be honest though; it's like a double-edged sword. Technology is amazing in so many ways, and one of them is that all genres of all eras are available to everyone. Anytime. So you could be like 14, Google on the internet and stumble on Black Sabbath and go, holy cow, what's this? And then like go down that whole rabbit hole, you know, and then. Yeah, but you don't know what you don't know. So you've got to use something else to get there, you know, well, no, to, but, but to again, discover but, that But people do just find. Google and discover and they stumble on stuff. Like even like a lot of new yeah. music, I think people stumble on it. No one's looking for yeah. it. You know, they just like, you know. That's well, that's how we find some of the artists that we feature too. Like we just listen to Spotify and whatever they turn out, sometimes we're like, oh, that sounds great. Let's reach out to them. See, now as you get older, I just stumble. <laughs> <laughs> stumble to the couch to watch Chicago Fire. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm very sad. I only have two more episodes left and then Chicago I'm done. Fire. Oh my gosh, really? I watched a movie over the weekend. Have you seen Amsterdam? You made an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appointment watching. I have not uh, seen Amsterdam. Amsterdam was interesting. Was this guy named Bale? Christian Bale. Right. Christian Bale and Margot Robbie. But the reason I thought I'd mention it is that, you know how we say this is podcast about the music we love and the business we tolerate? Mm -hmm. This podcast is really, every episode is directly related to Taylor Swift because we seem to talk about her all the time. But so, you know, I sit we down and watch talk this movie. About it. What are you talking about? Taylor Swift we is in a... this damn movie. Oh, okay. Oh. And I was going to report that she actually can act. It was, I would much prefer to watch her act as I would listen to her music at this point. So That's interesting. I'm going to have to watch that now. Where, where did yeah, you, where did you stream first, it from? Who knows? It's called Amsterdam. It was made last year. Christian Bale I like anyway. Uh, but yeah, she's in about the first 15 minutes of the movie, and she actually is acting uh, well, so... I think we talk about her every episode. No, we. She's been fairly in the news lately, so we have spent a good portion of time talking about mm -hmm. the album and the debacle with Ticketmaster and whatnot. But I think also we've yeah. had a couple artists recently also mention that it is one of their influences. Here I am contradicting myself, but I always like Taylor Swift. But she's been famous now for ten years or so. She's been. Really huge. And, 10 years of 15 minutes. No, but I'm saying she can kind of stop the aw shucks routine. Like that she's like, you know, aw. Like this is like, you know, like she's not aw shucks anymore. She's part of the establishment at this point. You know what I mean? So like that whole like, oh yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Well, news came out this morning that there's going to be a new Madonna tour. Oh, I just God. saw that. Yeah. Well, you, know, you think that'll do well? You're talking about... 10 years of 15 minutes. Try 40 years of 15 minutes. <laughs>
Oh, it's well, about she, there is she, no re, there is no reality. <laughs> is she coming out with a new album, yeah. or is this just like a greatest hits tour? This the greatest. Oh, it's hits. going to be a compendium of her massive hits. Well, she's got a lot of. She's famous. Come out in a thong and a walker. Uh, I, I just don't. don't I just don't want to see her, man. Because she, she's gonna try. She's gonna try to be sexy and with that face that she's got now and th- th- she's kind of chubby now and i'm you sorry you have to think like does she just need the money like can someone just give her no, the money <laughs> no she's rich she's she's almost close to a billion dollars i think she's made money i don't think she needs the money she just wants the the recognition she wants to be current like and i she, did this at whatever age she's at right now but she's, i remember she had my a little, age man she had a little dalliance with uh, acting, you know. She was in Dick Tracy. Horrible. And, she was horrible. She couldn't get yeah, a couple because other she, movies. Because she couldn't so. get out of her own way. She couldn't, you know, that's a problem. Yeah. She has no self. Taylor may be the quantum version of Madonna. No, I think, I think Taylor's a little better than Madonna. I don't, whatever, who cares? All I know is I can go to Dwayne Reed. They can't. <laughs> anyway, no one asked for my own. Hey, by death. the way, the people down south don't know what Dwayne Reed is. I know what Dwayne Reed is. Reader, Dwayne Reader. It's like CVS. Or, or like uh, Walgreens. CVS, yeah. Walgreens. Yeah. CVS, I can go to the Walgreens. CVS. Yeah. All right, get us out of here, man. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we have one last single by Taya called What I Needed. For everything that we spoke about, make sure you go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the number is 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.
here, hold me near, oh Know you'll be there, drying up my tears, it's all clear, oh